G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Well, with the High Court scheduled to hand down its decision in the marriage matter this afternoon, 16 million ballots are ready to be sent out to Australians on the electoral roll. You'll recall that funding for the postal survey was challenged in the High Court because Parliament had declined to approve the spending. Well, the government argued it was entitled to make a special allocation of funds without Parliament's agreement because the survey was urgent and unforeseen. Now, the decision, due to be announced at 2.15 Eastern this afternoon, let's get a few insights. Ashley Saunders from Family Voice Australia is joining us. Hello, Ashley. Welcome back to 2020. Oh, good morning, Neil. It's good to be with you and good morning, listeners. Ashley, listeners will be very uh, uh, encouraged or discouraged, perhaps, uh, depending on how things go this afternoon. Let's uh, get an insight or two from you in the event that the High Court rules against the Postal Plebiscite Survey. uh, What would be the way forward from there, do you think? Uh, I would urge all politicians in that case to ensure that... um legislation to have a compulsory attendance plebiscite is passed because Australians deserve their say. Uh, We've all been promised a say, we're geared up to having a say and if the High Court says that the current arrangements uh, can't happen then I believe it's appropriate for politicians to put aside their um, uh, their, their, uh, opposition to having some kind of plebiscite, they need to ensure that we have our say. It's uh, it's the only way forward, uh, it seems to me. If the High Court rules against the plebiscite, the Prime Minister will be under intense pressure, won't he, to allow a free vote, uh, but you're saying uh, take it to the Parliament through the Senate a third time? Uh, yes, I believe that's appropriate. And uh, and we need to remember that Parliament has voted on this on this matter several times. Every time the argument comes up, why don't we just let politicians have a vote? People need to remember that since 2004, some 22 bills have been introduced into the Parliament to uh, to deal with marriage, and those have come to a vote on four occasions: uh, three times in the Senate, once in the House of Reps, and on every one of those four occasions it has been defeated at what's called the second reading stage which means it hasn't passed that house and had to go to the other house and so on four occasions in the last several years politicians have voted and they've voted to retain the existing definition of marriage uh, what the, the issue is that those who want change aren't happy with the vote. Um, they, they will not be happy until they get what they want. And so we need to recognise that. We need to realise that. We need to, we, we need to call the lie for what it is that Parliament has voted. And now that Australians have been promised their say, um, we really need to have our say to ensure that, uh, that, that we reflect that any legislation, whether it stays or whether it, whether it changes, reflects the mood of the Australian people. I imagine, Ashley Saunders, if the High Court rules against the survey, uh, that there'd be those internal ructions within the government that would certainly uh, overflow. Uh, any thoughts about 
in a, in a speculative sense, uh, if there is a ruling against, uh, there'll be all sorts of strife internally in the government. Uh, I think we'll find ourselves in the position we were in about a month ago when some within the coalition will be agitating for change, will be saying that this is something that needs to be resolved this year, that needs to be taken off the agenda, uh, political and legislative, that, uh, that there needs to be some kind of legislation introduced into the parliament uh, well and truly before... Uh, if not if not before the end of this year, then certainly before the next election. They'll be agitating to say that, that it cannot be allowed to continue up until the next election uh, when it would uh, likely become an election issue. So that's the kind of agitation that we would see. And, uh, and again, uh, all of that is predicated on a false basis, in my view, a false basis that says uh, the, the only way that this can be taken off the agenda is to change the law and redefine marriage. It can be taken off the agenda by saying we're not going to do that. We're not going to redefine marriage uh, either at all or without the people having our say. Ashley, let's take the other side of the scenario. In the event that the High Court rules the survey is valid, uh, what are the next steps in the campaign? And given that uh, Family Voice Australia is one of those among 70 organisations in the Coalition for Marriage, uh, what's the likely next step? Uh, How do you think that would uh, certainly, I guess, invigorate the No campaign? What are your thoughts about next steps if the High Court rules the survey is valid? Uh, Each of the coalition partners and Family Voice, as you've mentioned, is one of those. Each of the coalition partners is doing uh, our bit to to play our our role, to play our part. And so certainly as Family Voice is concerned, we have uh, have a resource going out next week to to our supporters to um, help them understand the arguments and to appreciate the arguments, to help them have conversations with their families and friends. Uh, And so we're certainly... Uh, posting that out next week uh, to our supporters. We also have an active website uh, dedicated um, to Why Vote No and uh, and we're doing what we can uh, in our own right as well as being part of the coalition. Uh, you can expect that the Coalition for Marriage will continue to highlight the serious consequences of redefining marriage. Uh, the people who are advocating for the yes case keep on telling us that there are no consequences beyond uh, celebrations and wedding cakes. And yet the reality is uh, in countries around the world where this has happened, and there's only been about 22 or 23 of them, uh, it's, not as though, it's not as though 300 countries have redefined marriage and we're the only ones not doing it. Um, but in countries where marriage has been redefined, we're seeing that there are very serious consequences for freedom of conscience, freedom of religion, freedom of speech, and for the sexualisation of young children. As I'm aware, and I think many of our listeners will be aware, those consequences have been so suppressed in the mainstream media, and there is really only now just a whiff of some of those consequences that are coming to the surface, and there are many, many consequences. I know you've been following through some of the significant things that have happened in nations where there is a redefinition of marriage. Uh, you've been following closely the New Zealand issues. Ashley, what are your thoughts on, on some of the latest things that have happened in New Zealand? Well, well there's an organisation in New Zealand called Family First, and uh, that's headed up by a fellow called Bob McCoskery, who it was my pleasure to meet a couple of weeks ago when I was in Auckland. And uh, Family First New Zealand um, was very active in opposing the redefinition of marriage about four years ago. And shortly after the law was changed, 
the Charities uh, Registration Board um, removed or deregistered um, Family First on the basis that their views on traditional family and marriage uh, were not in the public benefit. And uh, Family First took uh, that action to uh, to a court to to challenge that, and the court said, yes, um, you, you haven't considered these things properly. Go back and reconsider. And uh, only a week or so ago, uh, the Charities Registration Board has deregistered Family First again. And uh, quoting from the Department of Internal Affairs press release, uh, I think your listeners will be horrified by this. Uh, it says the board considers that Family First has a purpose to promote its own particular views about marriage, and I might interrupt there and say its own particular views about marriage are the views that um, have been the, the, the universal views about marriage for, for millennia, uh, going back to the, uh, the press release, to promote its own particular views about marriage and the traditional family that cannot be determined to be for the public benefit. I think your listeners would be rightly horrified to know that in New Zealand, um, now that marriage has been redefined uh, to include same-sex and, and, and genderless relationships, uh, that an organisation like Family First, who wants to stand for a biblical, for a traditional understanding of marriage and family, has been deregistered a charity because their views, according to the Charities Registration Board, are not for the public benefit. That is horrifying. Uh, it is horrifying. It is worth taking a few moments to reflect on what that means. And while you're describing that for one Christian charity in New Zealand, uh, you might expect that over time, if there is a change to the definition of marriage in law in Australia, that uh, all Christian charities, unless they subscribe to uh, the change of uh, how they see uh, sexuality and uh, marriage being genderless, uh, that they all might be at risk because uh, they could be determined, as you say, uh, to be uh, not uh, no longer for the public benefit. That's right, and uh, recognise that uh, charity is uh, something that has been defined by the common law over many centuries, and... Um, one of the things that we're starting to get a whiff of in the United States, for example, are activist organisations wanting to take action against public bodies for not seeking to deregister Christian charities that stand for a traditional view of marriage. Uh, let me say that again, because again, that's horrifying that in the United States, in some of the states there, uh, activists are wanting to take action against the government officials for not deregistering Christian churches and charities who stand for a traditional view of marriage. The attacks will come thick and fast. There's other developments too, Ashley Saunders. I know you've been monitoring along one development in the state of Ontario in Canada where children uh, can now have up to four parents on a birth certificate. This goes hand in hand with marriage law change too. Uh, it does because as soon as you remove a gender requirement... As soon as you have the possibility of, uh, of same-sex couples, then same-sex couples cannot reproduce without external assistance. And so what you see happening is that you see egg and sperm donation, you see IVF medical technology, you see surrogacy all being used to seek to um, normalise same-sex relationships. And they seek to normalise them by providing two same-sex relationships the children that they cannot provide naturally. And so in, um, in Ontario, legislation has come into force that not only removes reference to mother and father from a birth certificate in favour of parent, but also uh, indicates that 
um, who is and is not a parent can be determined by what they call, uh, listen to this, a preconception parenting agreement uh, that can be signed by up to four people, all of whom can be on the birth certificate. They need not be, but they can be on the birth certificate and all of whom uh, can then have rights um, and be involved in court disputes involving the children when relationships break down. And as I hear that, as I say that, as I consider that, my heart goes out for children. Uh, children who, for the sake of this, the, the, this new reality, for the sake of this social engineering, uh, are being put in a situation where they are being intentionally deprived of a biological mother or father or both for the cause of this social uh, engineering. And it seems to me that lawyers and politicians and other social engineers are becoming the new midwives. There's lots to look at, as so many issues to be following along, but the complexities are huge if there is a, what some people will call a simple change to the marriage definition. Uh, we'll be monitoring that along and uh, we'll have some reports coming on Vision Christian Radio throughout the afternoon after the announcement is made at 2.15 Eastern Time this afternoon. Before I let you go, Ashley Saunders, uh, one critical situation that has global ramifications, of course, all eyes are on North Korea. And we know that our Prime Minister Malcolm Turnbull spoke to the US President Donald Trump yesterday and uh, they were focusing on the issues that were happening on the Korean Peninsula. Any thoughts or even speculations about how that sort of phone call might have been an important call to make? Uh, it's important for all of us here in Australia to recognise that we are a part of the ANZUS Treaty uh, and, that, um, and that our security relationship with uh, the United States of America uh, is not only about us coming to their aid, but is also about our security and about the importance of the United States as one of, uh, one of our key allies. And so I can imagine that uh, the conversation between our Prime Minister and the President of the United States yesterday would have been considering the situation, would have looked into the possibility of further sanctions or, or other diplomatic efforts and, and may very well have canvassed what might happen uh, if worse comes to the worst and, uh, and there needs to be a military uh, uh, action taken. Uh, it certainly is a very dangerous situation. Um, I, I think that Maybe Russia is right when Russia says that sanctions won't work because the North Korean regime is, um, is so rogue that they would rather starve than, than, uh, than surrender their nuclear ambitions. What a horrible situation that is and what a dangerous uh, condition we find ourselves. And I guess in terms of tying this conversation up with, uh, in with our earlier conversation, while, while we are consumed by the social engineering uh, agendas of, uh, of what some people call cultural Marxism, you know, the, the world is really in a very dangerous situation. And it seems to me that, uh, that although I pray against it, uh, war in the Korean Peninsula might only be um, a couple of uh, breaths away or a couple of horrible decisions away. And the Prime Minister, Malcolm Turnbull, says a conflict would be catastrophic. And I think that word catastrophic, I don't think he's used it lightly. It certainly would be a catastrophic situation if there were a outbreak of war. Yes, uh, and, and Im most immediately, catastrophic uh, on the North Korean people who would be blindly led into such a conflict, catastrophic for South Korea, a country that has come such a long way in such a short period of time. Uh, a country that, um, 
that, that, that is doing remarkable things in terms of um, its industry, in terms of its progression, uh, leading the way in a whole lot of respects in terms of the Christian faith as well. And uh, our, our prayers today are, should be and are with uh, the men and women of South Korea um, who um, are facing uh, the possibility of something that I, I, I really don't even want to put into words because I really pray it doesn't happen. Ashley Saunders, always appreciate your insights and I'll point people to the Family Voice Australia website, fava.org.au. Ashley, thanks so much for updating us on your thoughts today on 2020. Uh, good, thanks, Neil. And let's pray that the worst does not happen uh, in Korea. Uh, lots of prayer points out of our conversation today. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.